Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. What's in store for the next Bond? Ghostbusters 4 is closer than we thought. Cameron Diaz comes out of retirement. And Lisa Frankenstein is alive. What is the future of CW's Arrowverse? And we've got a fantastic rumor to speculate about. But first, trailer talk. In the first trailer, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about. It's a DC <laughs> animated movie, Superman and Batman, Battle of the Super Sons. John Kent and Damian Wayne take on a new threat in the trailer for the upcoming film. Every time we get one of these, I always ask the same questions. What continuity is this in and when does it come out? Because you have the answer for me. This, uh, so I don't have to look it up myself. Yep. This is a standalone <laughs> continuity. And what's worth noting is that this is DC's first all CG animated film. That definitely stood out. The animation in this trailer is bonkers. Um, and that makes sense that it's all CGI. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's as bad as this, but it looked like, I'm not saying it's bad at all, but it reminded me of that MTV Spider-Man television show, which also was all CGI. Just the, the, the designs of the characters, the way it looked, the way it felt. Ah, freaky, bad memories. But Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> can't agree with you there. I mean, I get the comparison. You know, I went back. Yeah, I get it. And I'm I... not saying this doesn't look bad. This doesn't no, look no, bad no, like but... That. That Spider-Man one with Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man, I went back and, ah, wow. It is a tough watch. Like that, The animation in that is just so stiff. And we're not getting it here. Like The technique that they're applying here, I've heard it referred to before, it's cell shading. I think the characters, yeah. when they're moving at the motion, is great. But when we got that shot in the Batcave and we see the Batmobile turn around, the vehicle, all of a sudden, it was like watching a video game. But for the characters, I thought the animation looked great. The This is the first time that we're getting John Ken Superboy in anything outside of the comics. We've not had it. We've had Damian Wayne Robin a few times. But this iteration of the two characters together, I'm looking forward to seeing them. We've got a big threat in Starro the Conqueror, last seen in James Gunn's the Suicide Squad film and other characters, other heroes that are appearing. We're getting Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow. We're getting some other younger heroes, Kid Flash. No, not Kid Flash. Do we see Kid Flash? But we see Beast Boy. I'm getting confused. I've been watching the Young Justice animated series. Uh, Wonder Girl, she's in here as well. This, um, this looks fun. Although I've got to be honest, I don't know who is voicing Superman. I'm not quite sure about that yet. And maybe maybe it's the deepness in the voice, but but on the whole though, this looks good and I'm looking forward to it. It does look fun. Like it looks fun. You, you, we're essentially getting like what seems to be sort of, you know, like a conflict between Batman and Superman, but like through the kids. So it's like that conflict which is already kind of immature but then actually immature it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty hectic 
It's been pretty hectic. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of spinning in this trailer. There's a lot of like <laughs> rotation, three dimensional stuff. Uh, but you're right. The the cell shading, um, like take on on the CGI animation, it looks pretty good. Like you get that two D sort of uh, design of the artwork anyway. But then there's like the dimensions to it and it might just be because this trailer is obviously something that's been cut down and we're getting snippets and they're trying to show off as much of it as possible. But it's like, I was watching, I was like, man, I'm getting, it's like a ride, man. There's, there's a lot <laughs> going on. I'm sure in the actual movie, it won't be as crazy, but I think because they were highlighting a lot of those shots, like you said, like with the, you know, like they're in the bat cave and things spin around you see the Batmobile and it's just like, yeah, there's a lot happening. Yeah. There is, but yeah. But it's like, but it does look good. It's a minute. It's like it's like a minute long trailer of like what's going to be more than likely a 70, 80 minute film. But when they first announced it, though, it's DC's first CG animated film. My mind went to Pixar. I'm glad the cell shading (laughs) is what they're going for. Because, yeah, I mean, the animation does look really good and different to what we've seen from them before. Oh, it's good, like, you know, if you were just to do, like, a screenshot or, like, make a poster, it's like it looks how we're used to seeing animated DC stuff. If it, if it was that sort of, how do I describe it? like, inflated, bloated kind of, uh, oh, bloated sounds like like they're all fat, but, you know, you know, the 3D things, you know, like, there's all dimensions to them. That would be kind of, I don't know, that would be distracting. Have we you seen know what, anything though? like that? Well, yes, I was just going to say, you're reminding me of the Super Pets film that's coming out. That's got, you know, yeah. more of a Pixar <laughs> look to it, but that's a that's exactly right. budget theatrical release. This is a home release movie. So this is definitely yeah. the right approach for them to do CG animation. The next trailer yeah. I wanted to talk about, Hocus Pocus 2. In the trailer, it's up to three high school students to stop the trio of 17th century witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem. And I've got to be honest, I love the teaser poster they put out and the tagline, we're back, bitches. Nope, (laughs) that's not what it is. That's what it's (laughs) supposed to be. We're we're back, witches. (laughs) That's what's on the poster. Oh, I fell like, for it. Oh man, Disney, Disney ain't holding <laughs> back. There are. I mean, hey, we all watch Pam and Tommy on Disney Plus. They're not bothered anymore. But anyway, no, it doesn't say beaches. <laughs> all feels all the time. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I did that. You know, I momentarily thought, do I just say it again and edit that out? I thought, no, I'll leave it. Anyway, so that the trailer. Yeah, it um, it looks like Hocus Pocus. It's great seeing the witches back. And I've got a soft spot for that first movie. It came out at a time where I was of an age where I was watching things like Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Eerie Indiana, all of those, and Hocus Pocus. It just felt like it fit with those TV shows. And all these years later, to get a sequel with the cast, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I know this. I know this movie has a special uh, place in a lot of people's childhoods, or or depending on you know, yeah, who knows what age you were. Um, and, and yeah, a lot of people have been like, like yeah, it'd be very exciting to 
get a sequel to this movie finally. There's lots of rumors going for, for going out for ages. So I finally believe that this is a real movie now. Um, now that it's tangible. Um, the, the most impressive thing in this movie is just how good the three ladies look. Um, you know, I'm guessing like there's there's heavy makeup, maybe some, you know, like CG work on the faces. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. And when they show up at the end of this little teaser, I'm like, damn, they look good. Because my concern was going to be like, look, they're witches. They're pretty much not meant to be aging, but it's the real world. And these actors have obviously aged a few years since this original film. So they are going to look older, but they genuinely look like just how they did. And that's kind of freaking me out a little bit, but it's, 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 it's cool. Um, as for the rest of the trailer, look, there's not much really going on here we're introduced to a few new characters i can't recall if any names were actually dropped but it's like yeah so there's some there's some new kids and you know you know there's the dialogue about sort of the the you know the mythology the history and then it's like the witches are back Ah, that's the trailer well, you know, this you wasn't enough it. to really get me that excited. It's, it's get me too excited, but it's a teaser. I mean, I'm That's excited. It. That's it. I'm excited about the fact that it exists. You know, never mind. What's yeah. actually in and the trailer. That's why I started with that. I'm like, oh, this this movie's actually real. <laughs> like, I looked at the um, yeah, the date. Tangible now. I looked at the date as well. I'd have been nine when this when the original first came out, but I'd have watched it like a year, a couple of years later on when it aired on Disney, on the Disney Channel, all those years ago. But yeah, so, so I watched that film at the at the right age. I've gone back many times since and always enjoy it. And last Halloween, I watched it with my two daughters. So we got to watch it as a family. Oh, it's worth noting, right? James Marsden won't be returning to voice Thackeray Binks, the cat. So I don't know if that means that Binks isn't back or just the actor, because I also read that Thora Birch, who was in that first movie, basically said she wanted to come back. They said no because of scheduling conflicts. So I don't know what's going on there, but there's a couple of actors. Well, that's never true. There's a couple. I know true. usually, though, it's scheduling conflicts <laughs> on the actor's side it's not the studio saying it to them um Doug Jones though <laughs> can I come back. back and be in this movie no oh <laughs> yes we're too busy making the movie yeah um, um <laughs> Doug Jones is coming back he was the the mummified guy or the zombie in the first movie so that's um that's all sure. good stuff well that's it for trailer talk now on to movie news 007 producer Barbara Broccoli has promised the next Bond movie will be a complete reinvention of the series and that nobody's currently in the running uh, for the role at the moment. Now, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of pundits online taking this, taking this quote and going crazy with it, being like, yep, confirmed, Bond will be a woman. No, oh, that's Bond ridiculous. Bond will be a person of colour. Bond will be... That's like, guys... <laughs> Let's pause for a second. Every single Bond has been a reinvention of the character. It might be sometimes a lot more subtle. I mean, Daniel Craig was a big uh, reinvention, but he's the yeah, he's the biggest he's the example. Biggest one, but yeah, but there's yeah, but there's not much of a reinvention nah. between what Timothy Dalton did and what Pierce Brosnan did. But from Sean Connery to Roger Moore to Timothy Dalton, it's like 
there yeah, are I mean, that's... pretty big differences in the character. Like, yeah, and, and again, sometimes a little bit more subtle, but essentially, yeah, they always take in a new approach to the character. What are we emphasizing? What are we what are we changing? What are we mixing up? And and they've had to do that throughout the changing decades and times and and all of that, you know, like uh which one is it? I think it, it's, it might be Goldeneye, where you know M says to you know describes describes Bond as you know a product of the Cold War. He's something along the lines of like he's yeah, he's misogynistic, he's a he's a brute, <laughs> basically just like the worst type of person. And it's like if we were to have a modern version of Bond, could that kind of concept even exist? It's like a product of the Cold War. Like he would have to be like 60, 70 years old. So, I mean, just that alone, like they would have to change it up. I mean, there's, there's yeah, always the, would. The, core, the core qualities of, of the James Bond character that have to stick. As long as that's still there, they can have fun with it. They can, they can mix that. And I'm not concerned because... Um, yeah, yeah, no, me, me neither, but we, we're at least two years away from any kind of casting, so they can speculate all the one. Mm. Two years, easy. Yeah, that's it. And I know it is always a fun conversation that it'd be like, oh, who do you reckon will be the next Bond? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's how can we guess? How could we even, even put anyone's name in a hat until, you know, you have to know what, they want for not just the character yeah. but for the series for the franchise what kind of direction they want to take it in and then find someone who fits that that mold and it's an exciting thing to run with but um we have we have no voices in this until until we know more it's exciting denzel washington and anton fuqua are back for a third installment of the equalizer in 2023 and they'll be joined by a new cast that includes Dakota Fanning. You know, confession time here. I did not see the second one. Yeah. Now, I've seen it a couple of times now. <laughs> the, the first one, I think, is such a good film. It is excellent. How we're first introduced to Denzel in that film, we get to learn a bit about his past, yeah, that first one is a really solid film. The second one is good also. Not as good as the first. Definitely worth watching. Uh, it's currently uh, streaming on Binge. It's definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, I've always liked both those films. I've not actually seen the original TV series, and I didn't check out the Queen Latifah series. That's currently, I think, the at least on season two, maybe season three so that seems to still be going strong on the small screen so i was quite surprised to hear that they were coming back and making a third equalizer film but i'm really glad that they are but yeah interesting there that dakota fanning who hasn't worked with denzel since man on fire which was such a good film have you seen that that's right yes that one that one i have i didn't even make that connection uh dakota fanning and denzel Mm. Get back. Yeah, that was a good film, man. Yeah. Oh, very good film. Directed by Tony Scott. Yeah, I'm due a rewatch of that one. But I was wanting to get the equalizer out of the way first. But yeah, they're making a, a third film. Always interesting when they it's 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 a franchise that's like I wouldn't say it's like the biggest IP, 
out there. But um, you know, obviously they did that second one and, and now a third. It's just yeah, okay. Let's yeah, why same, not? Why not? The same star, the same director on all three films. That really, you know, counts for something. But what it's doing, it's like making me go like this news. It makes me it makes me go, well, maybe I should go check out that second one now. You definitely should. Maybe I mean, that's, this, all, that's all I part mean, of it. This news had me going back and watching the first two. And then again, I'm planning on watching Man on Fire again. There you go. Um, all right. So um the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, we're not gonna have to wait very long at all. Um, it's set to release in theaters on December 20th, 2023. Um, just checking my calendar. That's next year. Yes. It's next year. <laughs> Have they have they filmed this movie already? I feel like that is no time at all. Um, it's not, but alarm it, bells start to yeah. start to flag bell. Like, but it's that thing, isn't it? If they're bringing back that young cast again, like we talked about, you know, the time between right. Shazam and Shazam Two, like the kids are only going to get older. I mean, I'm sure you've been watching Stranger Things season four. <laughs> they grow yeah. up fast. <laughs> Age like two years in in the in the eight month or or whatever it was <laughs> the time had progressed. It's it's uh, yeah, it's concerning. Um, so I get it. They they've got to move quick. Um, but from this news being announced like now to be like, hey, look, end of next year, we're gonna have another one finished in the can on your big screen, ready to be watched. It's like damn, Ghostbusters like the you know effects heavy. There's you know, I'm assuming they want to do some fun things with it. And, th- and it's going to be excited, but, uh, in New York. Very... It, they are going to New York or back to New York for the next film. So, yeah, you're right. They're going to have to be moving fairly fast on this one. And do you know what? It sounds like they are. I mean, not just this release day. Like the last movie show we're talking about, you know, the Netflix animated like series. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, we talked about this movie. The animated movie that they're working on so much so much ghostbusters but in between recording uh last time that i shared with you off air that i was watching the 2016 film with a family halfway through the film and my youngest turns to me and asks where are the main characters <laughs> which i thought was pretty but you're like they're, they're the main characters the ladies with the proton packs it's like oh i want to see the boys Okay, but she's seen those movies already. She's seen Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Has she watched Afterlife yet? No, I've purposely not got- shown that one to her yet because I think because it's made with, I don't know, modern technology, I think that's too much. I mean, she's four, almost five. I think I need to wait a little bit. She might generally find Afterlife scary because of how good the effects are. Oh, nah. I give her, I give her more credit. I come to really like her. She says she says all the right things all the time from what you told me. You know, I was I like saying this one. I was saying earlier that I, I've been watching Young Justice and it's the, the current season to the, the title of the season is Phantoms. And there's an episode that she came in and she was watching with me, and a member of the Green Lantern Corps died. Like not one of the the main Green Lanterns. I don't. This is a minor spoiler. Sorry if you're watching Young Justice, but it's not an, it's not an Earth based Green Lantern. It's one of the alien ones, and this character died, and she generally got quite upset. I thought, oh no, 
this is maybe oh God. maybe too much for us. I think I'll hold off on Afterlife for now. Well, maybe the nostalgia will really kick in and she'll enjoy it to its full thing. But anyway, back to the back to the news. Um uh yeah, I'm excited. I just prayed I hope that they actually already had I guess like the story planned and they know the direction that they're going in. That they're Mate, not just I like, there's no doubt putting some no okay, good. No doubt in my good. mind. Jason Reitman with his writing partner from Afterlife, they're working together on this film. And yeah, they really you know what? did a good they job they with were... Afterlife. They they're not going to mess it up. They were probably uh, in pre-production whilst, um, you know, Afterlife was delayed for that whole year. So yeah, they've probably been working on it for a while. Yeah. They ah, they'll be would, okay. Yeah, be okay. when making Afterlife, they probably knew what this next film was going to be. If Afterlife Excellent. was successful, which of course it was. Emma Roberts is joining Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney in the Spider-Man spin-off Madam Web. That film is still coming. It's still coming. <laughs> Not even Morbius can stop this film from happening. Not even Morbius could stop this film. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, Emma Roberts is fun and delightful, I suppose. In most what she, like, I enjoy her in what well, she's been doing most recently, like American Horror Story and various spin offs and variations of, of that show. She's, she's all in that. I've enjoyed her in, in those things. Cool. Hey, listen. But it's still a Madam Web this, movie. It's still a Madam Web movie, and that's a film. <laughs> has a good cast. <laughs> that, we're not bringing yes. that into question. Nothing about the cast is turning me off this film. Not at it's the, all. It's, not it's at the all. character of Madam Web, that old lady that sits in the chair, which, you know, she's clearly not going to be an old lady in this movie. Have Maybe they said which or, one, like... Did they say like Dakota Johnson was Madam Webb? Was that a thing? Yes, or... I think that's what that... they've said. Yeah. So Johnson is Madam oh, Webb. Okay. And I doubt they're going to bury her under prosthetics. So <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, it's a film that is happening. Like Venom, let there be carnage. I think that did well enough at the box office. Morbius, not so much. Craven the Hunter is still coming. What about out. the second time? The second yeah. time in Morbius. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, no, we no. talked about that. Yeah, yeah. and and um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, I saw I it's saw a, a thing. I saw a thing about Sony Pictures, and I'll like they should have just re-released the uh, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film for its anniversary. Yes, rather than re-releasing <laughs> Morbius two weeks after its theatrical run. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Madam Web. It know. is a film that is happening, and. Casting news. That's all we've got at this stage. We don't know. Oh, like maybe maybe they'll cast maybe they'll cast Cameron Diaz next. Why not get some just get some more talented ladies in there? Do you know well, what? How long has it been since? <laughs> I was just going to say she is back in action. How long has it been since she, in quotations, retired? Has it has it been that long? Like ballpark seven I years, even... six years, nine years. Yeah. I don't even know what, what was the last thing that she did. Oh, do you know what? The last thing it I remember, was... Bad Teacher, maybe? 
No, it was Annie in 2014 with Jamie Foxx. Oh, right. Yeah. Also in a Spider-Man film. Well, Spider-Man films. Anyway, relevant. Um, cool. So she's uh, she's coming out of retirement for a <laughs> for a Netflix film um, titled Back in Action. Not the uh, not the Looney Tunes, not the Looney Tunes, but uh, something different, uh, which she'll star opposite. There we go, Jamie Fox. So a bit of a Annie reunion. This is an Annie back in action, is it? I mean, I did. I set you up with the whole Jamie Fox thing. <laughs> you did, and then you, you ignored did, it, and I didn't take the bait. I <laughs> did. Know that, it. That's exactly what happened. Uh, but look, the storyline for this uh, action comedy is being kept under wraps. Um, but Seth Gordon, uh, you're known from Horrible Bosses, maybe is directing from a script he wrote with. Brendan O'Brien uh, from Bad Neighbours, or just Neighbours if you are, are not in Australia, or maybe the UK as well. UK, yeah. Australia, we get Bad Neighbours. The spelling is also different bad on neighbors. Bad Neighbours, but we don't need to get into that. That's the US have their own thing. spelling of that word. I mean, neighbors. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, action comedy. We've talked about recently... Netflix do seem to be doing a bit better with their films. But saying that, though, action comedy, I still haven't watched The Man from Toronto. Have you checked that out? No, the last thing, the last time that was, like, in my brain was when you sent me the thing telling me it was Uh, out. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So that's an action comedy. That was it. Woody Harrelson, Kevin Hart. Cameron Diaz is out of retirement. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the story. Um, my my takeaway is, oh, I should probably, I'm probably due a rewatch of Looney Tunes back in action. That is a good that's your Dante t- film. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably available it on is, Netflix, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's on it's on something. It's on something because I think I flicked through it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, that good little spy film. You know, like, it is. Hey, Timothy Dalton, funny Brendan playing Brendan, a spy. Timothy Dalton, that's right. Ah, you know what? Tough. Let's uh, let's keep it Netflix. Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi have been cast in Netflix's Spy Kids reboot. With Robert Rodriguez set to direct. I mean, it is his franchise. He directed the four films. They've actually made four of them, so this is going to be the fifth one. But a reboot. Did he? Did he do like three and four as well? He did. Like he did all of them. He yeah. did wow, all of them. Him. And I'm pretty sure oh. his production company produced the CG animated series on Netflix as well. It's his thing. Yeah, he's oh, completely across it. And yeah, you know, it's a great I've franchise. Watched... And then the spin-off, well... the spin-off machete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched them for the first time with my youngest, and she generally, you know, liked them. And the third one, and it was before Stallone came back with the expendables. And yeah, he's playing goofballs and yeah. It's an interesting, um, it's interesting to see Stallone in that third film. But Spy Kids, I mean, there's clearly an audience, and Netflix is bringing it back. If they could go back to that quality of like you know the, the first, even the second, the first two films, that would be that'd be appreciated because they were fun. They were fun movies, and then they just kind of 
getting pretty crappy. I mean, um, essentially, he just Rodriguez. He wanted to make films for kids, like proper kids films. Like in that first movie, when you've got those thumb minions, the thumb thumbs, those characters were based on drawings that he did as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like he generally sick. He's it twisted. Was... <laughs> He's sick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are pretty freaky to look at. But yeah, but terrifying. They, they are supposed <laughs> to be, you know, from the the mind of a child, and I guess he was that child, and just wanted to make films for kids that weren't necessarily getting made at that time. So fun, so fun. Um, Invisible Man director Lee Wanell is being eyed to direct Universal's The Green Hornet and Kato. So, how many years has it been since we got that Seth Rogen one? That was. That was a thing, maybe also, 10 years now. Also starring Cameron Diaz. That was um, <laughs> 11 years ago. <laughs> 11? Oh, so close. Yeah, yeah. So close. yeah 11. Diaz. I wonder and how many was... Cameron Diaz movies have <laughs> And that was a comedy as well. Like, uh, this new one, that's not what it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be a action-adventure film. Has Lee one now done anything outside of horror and i don't did, mean that um, any, uh, no 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 it's a it's a, it's a judgy a way no it's fair he did that movie upgrade which was more hard sci-fi than horror yeah that's right but that's yeah but like probably a, even that had an yeah. edgy that had an edgy thing to it it did but that's it was, exciting i mean upgrade yeah. was great invisible man was was great like, excellent so, yeah Ah, the Green Hornet and Kato could be a fantastic film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not starring Cameron Diaz. Although she has apparently no, come out of retirement, no. so who knows? So there we go. She could, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they won't put her into it, but uh, you never know. Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse will star in Lisa Frankenstein, written by Diablo Cody and directed by Zelda Williams. The film follows an unpopular teen who reanimates a Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and rebuilds him using the broken tanning bed in her garage. There's a lot to unpack there. First off, bonkers. <laughs> I want to start by uh, talking a little bit about Zelda Williams, the daughter of Robin Williams. Correct. I'm pretty sure this is her <laughs> directorial debut. Diablo Cody, that movie she wrote years ago, that horror comedy, Jennifer's Body, Megan Fox, that was a good movie. <laughs> With Diablo Cody, like my brain goes to like Juno, Young Adult, Tully. Well, of course, <laughs> like, but we're talking you're, about... You're just like, Jennifer's horror Body. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about a horror comedy. <laughs> Like that, I'm thinking Lisa Frankenstein is going to be more Jennifer's body than Juno. So um, that's why I was Juno going was there for a the comparison. horror comedy. <laughs> was a bloody teenage horror comedy. girl. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yes. Oh. I, I, but this sounds sounds interesting. Catherine Newton last saw her in Freaky. Such a good film. Yeah, she's she's doing. She's going to be in the. Replacing the daughter in Ant Man coming up, so she's, yeah, that's oh, right. she was in that 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 Pikachu movie that you hell loved. Oh, oh was she really? 
the um, detective. Yeah, she was the she was. Yeah, she was the girl in that movie. Oh right, oh <laughs> mate, I watched I mean, it that one time because I had to for the podcast, and I've not been back. And then drank heavily to <laughs> get rid of that. Don't encourage that type of behavior. Um, and Cole Sprouse, of course, is doing things. He's still in Riverdale. Is that still a show? Yeah, they got their final season. And I saw him in a movie oh, recently. Good for them. <laughs> Did I see him in? I think it's called not Moonfall, Moon Something. It had Zach Braff in it as well. We got it here in Australia on Binge. It was a HBO Max movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that was the last nah, with Zach film Braff. that he did. It, Zach Braff, it's one of those films where it's... It wasn't cheaper by the dozen. Zach Braff. No, oh, no, no. So he was, was in the movie. He was in the movie yeah. at some point. <laughs> I just, I cannot nah. for the life of me remember. It was it's not Cole important. It's it was not Cole Sprouse and <laughs> Lana Condor. I thought you were going to say Cameron Diaz. I was disappointed. Um, okay, no, that's fine. I don't know if you're looking it up or something. I, I guess that is I literally what I'm doing. I know it's not important. No, nah, we can move I on. I know it's not important. We can move on. Okay, I might just <laughs> randomly say it out loud later on. It's Moon something. I'm sure it is. Anyway, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. Superman and Lois finally reveals its connection to the CW's Arrowverse. And it's yet another sign that the DC shared universe is coming to an end. Now, I myself um, have not started season two yet, um, but it might be time to get onto it. But in episode 15, which, uh, correct me, is that the last episode? It is. Second last of the season? The last? It's the season two finale. Very good. Um, Episode titled Waiting for Superman, Sam Lane makes a reference to the DC multiverse but says that Superman is the only super-powered hero on this version of Earth. Is he incorrect or is this show indeed in its own little thing? Well, I've got to be honest, I feel (laughs) a little bit bad about this news story, but it has been talked about a lot on the internet as things tend to be talked about, that it is the, yeah, pretty much this is not a a star. But yeah, this is pretty, this is not a Arrowverse show. It is hmm. not, which means the only, oh, the reason why I'm saying that is because you, Jason, I know are not up to date on this show and many of the Arrowverse It's not shows, really a spoiler though. It's okay. This is, this is well, not I was very careful about how we talked about it but the the main takeaway (laughs) is that yes a character makes mention of the fact that superman is the only superpowered hero on the planet and you're like wow because this episode also guest stars david ramsey reprising his role of john diggle but what's different here they've purposely made the character look a bit different he's got a beard he's grown his hair out a bit and Although this is the same actor and it's him once again playing John Diggle, it's not the John Diggle that we have seen with Stephen ML Green Arrow. This is just John Diggle on this earth. So it gets a little bit confusing because season one of Superman and Lois, David Ramsey is in that as John Diggle and makes reference to Superman and fighting alongside Green Arrow. So when the first season happened, Clearly, it was going to be Arrowverse, even though there was no mention or appearance from Supergirl. But now season two is wrapped. It's not connected to Arrowverse. 
it's yeah i mean there's a lot to sort of like i i feel like it is a lot of like trying to look at the clues and try and piece it all together but i mean green arrow unless something changed along the the way he doesn't have powers so technically no 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 the distance no 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 <laughs> that's that's not what this is because you've not seen what happens to oliver and he does get powers but i'm not going to spoil that for you no, they what? they are yes, it becomes a different hero altogether. Anyway, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. You've not sure. got that yet. It'll take so, years to get there anyway. There's no flash, there's no supergirl, there's no flying time traveling ship. I'm guessing. None of it. Like there is none of it. Like, what was it? The end of the crisis on Infinite Earth's crossover. Yeah, you had a Hall of Justice and all the heroes were there, Black Lightning, Flash, Superman. Not anymore. Because but I guess what this what the saying is that the Arrowverse does have a Superman. Looks just like Tyler Hecklin, but this Superman in this show is completely separate. So they're making it so you don't need to bring any baggage from any other show. You can just watch this Superman and Lois show as an isolated series. I mean, that's a correct statement, and that's why I had watched season one, even though... I'm still on like season four of Arrow or wherever the hell I'm up to. I don't know, maybe season five. But yeah, but we're yeah, still. Man, I hope, um, what's her name pulls through? <laughs> I'm on some cliffhanger. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so long ago for me. But The Flash is still going. <laughs> They've just finished season eight, season nine, making it the longest running Arrowverse show. But I reckon that'll be it for The Flash. And yeah, mm. it's, you know, it, it, they had a good run. They really did, like, you know, across multiple series, but then Batwoman got cancelled, Legends of Tomorrow got cancelled, Superman and Lois got picked up for a third season, but, you know, like we're talking about now, not Arrowverse anymore anyway. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we spoke about all of the, uh, the closing up shop. <laughs> we did. It's the, the merger with Discovery. It's all, all fun times. Let's leave DC then. Marvel, there is a new rumour claiming Fantastic Four member The Thing will make his MCU debut on She-Hulk with Jason Segel allegedly playing the hero. This could be a load of nonsense. Who knows? But you know what? I kind of like that casting. <laughs> okay, if... if- Okay, yeah, let's let's just ignore the actual rumor itself because it probably isn't true. Where Who knows though? So Who questions? knows? It could happen. But I mean, to be honest, right. to be honest, Jason before we get into that, before we get into it, they're not going to do it this way. We're going to get Fantastic Four introduced together, all four members on the big screen, and it's going to be actors that we've not seen playing the characters. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's going to be new actors as those characters. If we get Jason Siegel in the She-Hulk show, I reckon it's going to be him as Ben Grimm only. And it would be before the origin of the Fantastic Four. I mean, again, what can I what can I say without spoiling? Can I mention that that I do believe that the Fantastic Four already exist in the MCU, but 
they disappeared at some point in the past. As I mean, that's by your a certain character in a certain yeah. movie. Mm, that's your sixties so, theme, isn't it? I mean, it was spoken in the movies. Come on, the movies on Disney Plus now. We should be able to talk spoilers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's been out long enough. People know. Just, they do, People they do. Know. But that's what I'm saying that. Okay, so let's just say I don't think John Krasinski is gonna be the Mr. Fantastic. So he's already been introduced or seen elsewhere. And that's why I'm thinking with Jason Siegel, while there's probably nothing to it. That they're not mm. going to show him first unless just as Ben Grimm, because his character the thing and jennifer walters she hulk do have a relationship in the comics to i don't know but again it's it's a rumor but i think i mean you'd want an actor with a good sense of humor like good comedy timing but also in seagull they've got somebody i mean the guy's a giant i mean he's such a tall guy like whatever you're seeing him standing (laughs) next to anybody film or tv is always the tallest person there. So yeah. I think he's got the size, he's got the, the comedy chops. Like, remember what I was saying about Bond earlier? Like, we we can't do, like, you know, um, like, we can't predetermine casting because we don't know what the interpretation of these characters, what the story is going to be. We're not, we don't have the script, you know? Like, we're not reading that. So we have no idea. You know, we, we can't be like, oh, will Heath Ledger make a good Joker? Because we don't know who the hell the Joker is going to be in that movie. Um, Always just a good callback to go there. Um, But something about Jason Segel potentially playing, I mean, not just the thing, but like a superhero in general. I'm like, I kind of, I like it. It kind of opens the door to like, what are they cooking if this Mm. is... In fact, um, true, it could be interesting. Again, I have no idea what this interpretation of the character could be, but, I mean, the MCU have done really well with their, you know, who they who they cast in films, and a lot of the times you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought that, and then they just they nail it. So it may be, maybe, but again, this is probably all bullshit, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, like I said, I do think, um, as Doctor Strange said, the the Fantastic Four, or you know, Reed Richards and friends, disappeared in the '60s. They went somewhere, but they'll be back. Yeah, you're right. It's probably nothing, but I do like it though. <laughs> I I do like it. Uh, okay, last story here: Michaela Cole, Paul Dano, and. John Turturro have joined the cast of Donald Glover and Maya Erskine's upcoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith series on Amazon. I mean, just adding talent, you can't go wrong. Yeah, worth mentioning because of the cast of the adding. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that first, well, that film, the only film, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, I think... That's the best version of that. I mean, there's an other film, Night and Day. Hey, Cameron Diaz, she's in that. There's, but then there's <laughs> so many lesser films. Like I watched again recently, and I don't know why. Killers with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, is it Catherine Heigl? Yeah, she's she's in that. So this concept 
can be done terribly. Or actually, a better example, True Lies. That is the best version of that. But I don't know. I'm interested. Donald Glover is playing the Brad Pitt character, so could be interesting. But yeah, but I just could be playing the Angelina Jolie character. Yes. Anything there? No. That's um that's right. And Maya could be playing the Brad Pitt character. Who who knows? But yeah, but this but this concept, it's been done badly many times. But there's good versions like True Lies and the movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Are you are you looking forward to this show? I'll like watch that, it. That's the that's the question for you. <laughs> I'll watch okay. it. I've got Prime. But you know what? Like Prime. <laughs> I mean, what was the last film that they adapted into a TV show that I started watching, didn't get through the first episode? I know what you did last summer. Oh, sure. Okay. You know, Prime, they can make things like The Boys, and then they can make lesser things that I'm less interested in. But I'll um, I'll check it out. <laughs> I like the concept, and I like the cast, so there's definitely something there. Well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommends. All right, so I'm recommending this Cameron Diaz film. No, um, <laughs> <So> you're not. <laughs> but could you imagine? I don't know. What do we got? Like, The Mask is always a good one. Go watch The Mask. Solid. Uh, solid. <laughs> you know, that was Skip her, The Mask too. That was her <laughs> film debut, introducing sure Cameron Diaz. It sure was. There you go. You get a bonus recommend and a little bit of bonus trivia come early. How good's that? Um, all right. I'm recommending Man vs. B. It's on Netflix. It's new. It's British comedy. There you go. Rowan Atkinson's in it. If you are a Mr. Bean, I mean, who doesn't love Mr. Bean? But if you if you just thought, you know what, I, I need a little bit of, of what Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean brought all those years ago, I need a little bit of that in my life. Essentially, you'll get enough of that in this show. It's not the same, but um, I mean, fun story. This was inspired by one of uh, one of the Mr. Bean episodes, the one where he tries to have a picnic and there's a fly, and you know, there's chaos from it. Um, but essentially, in this very short episodes. The whole series is essentially the size, like the the length of, like you know, a pretty standard sort of comedy film, edited down into little snippets, a cliffhanger at every episode, making sure you continue on. Um, Rowan Atkinson stars as a down on his luck man who finds himself entrenched in a battle with a bee whilst house sitting a rich couple's modern mansion so there's lots of very expensive things in this house um and yeah ron atkinson's character has access to sharp things and fire and you know things that can poison a dog um things like that and yeah it's 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 pretty pretty dramatic i mean it gets silly at some points but it just kind of filled that missing hole of you know i haven't had that sort of slapstick Mr. Bean kind of humor in my life for a while. Um, and it works. It works for that reason alone. If that's not your thing, stay clear of this because you're not going to like it. But for me, it, it worked. So Man versus B on Netflix, easy watch. Knock it out in 90 minutes. 
Yeah, I um, I've started it. I've not finished it, but I knew I would like this before I even watched the trailer. The reason why I've not finished it is because it's a show that I'm watching as a family. So we're halfway through, and I think this show, again, I'm only halfway, but so far, and I'm sure it will continue on this trajectory, it is excellent. It is really, really good. I have missed Rowan Atkinson doing this type of content. And what makes it excellent is that as a family, so you've got like a wide range in age groups, but it just it's appealing to every age. Like my youngest is really liking it. My eldest, my wife, I'm enjoying it. And it's just really good family content. It's 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 so well done. What's what I like about it is just much like you know, like witness to be that you know, there's very little dialogue. Um, and one of the things Ron Atkinson has said numerous times is that, like, you know, the humor can can work in any language because you know it translates the same. Like you can you can get it, and that's how that works. In this show, even though that you know there is a lot more heavy, you know, a lot more dialogue and stuff, I reckon you could turn the sound off, or you could you know not you know if you if you don't speak English, you don't need to follow what's actually going on. Yeah, definitely. with that layer of story, and you can still get what's going. Like you can still follow all the humor, the antics, the stress that comes with all of that, and it's yeah, it's quite a quite a fun little experience. But um, yeah, yeah I look forward to seeing how you feel when it all wraps up um you know yeah again the really, rails a little bit i doubt oh, i don't know we'll, we'll I, I doubt it, but still you know even if it's consistently <laughs> at the same level it's just again like it's the kind of thing they don't really make anymore and i guess it takes somebody like rowan atkinson to have an idea for a show and you know someone like netflix or that's, yeah that's the streaming right, service yeah. should i say like netflix to take a take a chance on it and and shorter episodes as well. I noticed the the first episode is around 22 minutes and then every other episode after that is about 10 11 minutes. So you're right That's like right, bite yeah. size episodes. So it really I don't know it's like they really have made something for a family to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. And I did set thought when I was watching it I was like you know I was, I was like nine episodes okay like doing the quick math I was like was this actually a movie first that they've cut down but no it was made with the intention of it being released as it is but the idea was to make it essentially in in its whole in its entirety as about the length of a film but right. it was made to fit individual episodes and i thought because i did say it was thinking i was like they've just cut a movie to pieces but not the case at all which um yeah that was just interesting itself to look that up to be like what the yeah. hell is going on here <laughs> you know i almost recommended it just based on what i've seen so far i'm glad Ooh. i didn't now because you right. you beat me to it oh that would have been awkward we would have both been sat here you know with too much to say but what no, are you recommending well <laughs> this is the thing i'm not going to make a habit out of this but recommending other people's podcasts like i did one last time i recommended the snl podcast david spade and dana carvey this one is a little more niche. The name of the podcast is 
Pod Meets World. Have you heard of this one? I can't say I have. Stars of the popular show Boy Meets World, Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedel have started a new podcast titled Pod Meets World. I Wild. grew up <laughs> watching Boy Meets World religiously. Absolutely loved that show. And I've got to be honest with you, this is a show that is available on Disney+. Plus. It is a G-rated show. It is a kid's show that I watched, you know, when I was, you know, the right age. I was a kid. I am actually going back along with the podcast and I'm doing a rewatch. And there's still things to like, but I mentioned who was involved. You may have noticed. Have you seen Boy Meets World? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And since Disney Plus, since Disney Plus, it's been sort of like a show where it's like, I've, I'm so keen to do a rewatch, but now just haven't brought myself to do it. Now well, maybe yes. might be the time. Now is the time. Honestly, like, I loved it. Always watched it um, growing up. But the name that I didn't mention, who's doing this rewatch podcast, Ben Savage. That's right. Corey yeah, Matthews. He? He's the main character, but he's right. <laughs> he's doing his own thing. He's doing his own thing. They addressed it on, because what they did is they put out a trailer, then they put out an episode titled TGI Happening, which is basically setting up what the podcast is going to be. And then they did an episode all about the pilot. So in the Happening episode, they talk a little bit about it. Like they've been wanting to do this podcast for years. Like now most shows are doing a rewind show like we're getting talkville all about smallville there's the scrubs podcast whereas apparently these guys were talking about doing it for a very long time throughout that whole journey they'd asked ben savage if he would be interested and he just kept declining so they're like saying well we're gonna do it anyway uh, but if you do change your mind then you're more than welcome to to join um, and Ben Savage, he appeared in all 158 episodes of Boy Meets World, as well as all 72 episodes of the Disney Channel spin-off Girl Meets World. So at one time, clearly was his thing, but not now. Apparently, is a private guy and doesn't want to talk for an hour about a show that he did in the 90s. Like I'm, I, I'm sure. Or they'll get him every now and then for you know a guest a guest spot or something to to have a chat. I'm sure he'll come on. He just probably didn't want to commit to you know doing a whole thing. Maybe, maybe. But, you know, but it's, it's like how busy can he is? Is Girl Meets World still going or has no, that, no, 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 no? It, that's it, finished it, up, right? Yeah, seventy-two episodes in its entirety. So that I'm assuming he was in every episode. But yeah, however many seasons they went for that show. Is done. Cool. But Boy Meets World back in the day was a massive juggernaut of a show for Disney. Like it was such a big show running in syndication. They had it running twice a day. And it, the show got so much recognition over the years for like, the storylines, the performances. And it wasn't until I was listening to them on the podcast and they're basically saying that Corey started off as a it was like an 11-year-old stand-up comic. 
And then the show was based around him, who was the middle child, which wasn't common at the time. Normally, it's the eldest or youngest. And although parents are in it, they're all secondary to the kids in the show. I'm really looking forward to doing a rewatch in line with the with the podcast. And, and this is the reason for me. Like I would not go back and watch this show if not for doing a watch along with the podcast. But a couple of episodes in, and it's it's a good show. They're all entertaining and they've clearly got things that they want to say regarding relevant, you know, certain episodes and cast members. Yeah, so that's it. I'm recommending yet another podcast, Pod Meets World. That's okay. As long as they're like, as long as they're like big podcasts, you know, like local, you know, Perth-based movie review. I'm not going to be, no, no, of course not. (laughs) I'm not going to be recommending a rival. Well, that's (laughs) it for, yes, that's it for the recommends. And as always, we like to end on a little bit of trivia. And I've got to be honest, I struggled. I struggled to find something. I, I ended up looking through so much Boy Meets World trivia. And I got oh, nothing Please be Cameron it. Diaz trivia. Please be Cameron Diaz trivia. I wish it was. I think we pause it's... the show, you go find <laughs> some Cameron Diaz trivia, and we wrap this show up with Cameron Diaz. Oh, I'd like to, but too late. Oh. <laughs> we talked Ghostbusters. <laughs> so my trivia is extreme Ghostbusters related. You know, the animated series from the 90s. During development of the show, a deal was made with toy company Trendmasters to produce a tie-in storyline. That's not the trivia, there's more. Treadmasters really wanted the show to be titled Super Ghostbusters, but the producers found that title a bit too soft and came up with the more edgy-sounding title, Extreme Ghostbusters. What an awful title that would have been super ghostbusters <laughs> and you've got to agree extreme ghostbusters sounds a lot more 90s doesn't it i mean everything was super though wasn't it mate comics in the 90s everything <laughs> was extreme pouches extreme and uh yeah and obviously that's the title that they went with but what a naff title that would have been super ghostbusters I did say trivia was going to be a struggle this time. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Studio podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Lightyear and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Thor Love and Thunder. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>